It was a Friday night, I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making up, and she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody got you on G'day, how you going? Welcome to episode number 38 of the Average Man Podcast. What's my age again? Um, it is Sunday the 9th of June and I am here doing a podcast from home. And we'd just like to jump straight into my shout-outs before we get into anything else. As usual, give a shout-out to people around the place, around the community, who I think is doing something really good. Give a shout-out to some other companies, businesses who are supporting me and um, helping me do my thing and, and, and backing me as well. So the first shout-out goes, as always, to Two-Way Hire Services. Two-Way Hire Services is your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA Free of charge. So whether you need a portable handheld radio, a CB radio for your vehicle or an antenna, two-way hire services will keep you connected. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram or at www.twhs.com.au. Also check out Perth Hire. Perth Hire have you covered with honing, polishing, cutting and drilling hire equipment for all your concrete and construction job needs. Consumable products also available. Check those dudes out on Facebook, Instagram and www.hireperth.com.au. Also, I'd like to shout out to Captured by Carlos, an Average Man podcast alumni, local photographer, um, and just a, a good dude, a mate of mine, um, local guy doing a lot of cool stuff around the community, helps support, um, he supports local business and supports me and I support him also. He's, uh, he's doing, he does a lot of landscape photos, he's doing some commercial jobs now, drone photos, small video edits, uh, he did a video, he's doing a video edit for last week's guest, Greg Chamberlain. Um, he does some pet family portraits and just has some really, really, really great videos and shots and things like that, man. So, and a good work ethic and, and um, good attitude to life. So, check him out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, also, like to shout out to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live through epic live events and supporting local musicians. Check them on Facebook, Instagram, and www.pccproductions.com.au. The newest shout out this week goes to Ironworks Gym. Uh, we will, I'll be having uh, the guys from. Um, uh, Ibrahim and his wife uh, on here in a couple of weeks. We're kind of working on uh, trying to nail down a date to have a bit of a yarn and a chat, see what they're doing around town. Uh, this the that's the owners of Ironworks, and um, yeah, they're going to be about mutual back and forth support going through between myself and the the, the crew at Ironworks Gym there. So a shout out to Ironworks Gym. Uh, Ironworks Gym in Port Hedland is a functional fitness studio which incorporates Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, gymnastics, plyometrics and cardio. Uh, they are all about having a strong community of like-minded people who help push, support and motivate members to their full potential. They cater for all people of all shapes and sizes no matter what fitness level they're in. And they have a little motto here, which is, we are dedicated, we are determined, we are iron strong. I would have gone with, we are iron works there, personally, but that's all right. Iron strong still works. Uh, still works fine. So that's all my shout-outs done. And like I said, I'm working on a date to lock down those guys and get them in for a bit of a chat and find out a bit of background history about them and, and um, 
what they're all about. So you keep an eye out for that one. The last time you guys heard from me was uh, when I had Greg Chamberlain on. I just mentioned him a moment ago. Carlos is doing a video edit for him of his um, his walk, his trek of the Gibb River Road. So I had him on a couple of weeks back. We chatted about his – he walked the Gibb River Road for uh, to raise awareness and money for post-traumatic stress disorder for soldiers. And uh, it was a really, really interesting uh, podcast. It was quite long. Uh, Greg could talk the, the the leg off a fucking chair, so um, that makes my job nice and easy. And he's a really interesting and um, uh, really good guy, a really interesting guy, and he's doing um, what he's doing for a really good cause. So go back and check that episode out, and you also get hold of Greg through his um, company, his Healthy Warriors. <coughs> um, on he's on Facebook and Instagram, and, and he's got a website as well there. So Healthy Warriors, I believe. I've got the card here, not in front of me. Where's him? Where's his uh, www.healthywarriors with an s.com.au? Go check Greg out, man. That was a good podcast, a really good chat. So, yeah, that was a couple of weeks back. And then uh, last week, I went to, I went camping with my boy, my dogs, and my brother. We went out to Cape Croydon for a night, just overnight. So, we went Saturday morning and then stayed there all day Saturday, camped out Saturday night, had a fish Sunday morning, and came back home. And, um, to be honest with you, it was a bloody packed with grey nomads. It was a long weekend as well, so there was probably crew from Headland up there. Grey nomads were up, were up there. Uh, it was windy. It was cold. There was no fish to be had for us. No fish for you. Um, and uh, but we made the most of it, man. Like my boy loved it. The dogs loved getting out. You know, we camped under the stars, just in the swags, just going away. Like bless my wife and my daughter. I love them to death, but going away without them. Uh, and just going with the boys with no tents and, you know, it was a lot, much less hassle just threw the swag out near the fire and, and um, slept under the stars. So that was really – that was awesome, man. It was really good fun. Um, like I said, it was a bit it was a bit shitty and miserable. We didn't get any fish or anything, but it was just good to get out and seeing the kids, my kid, my boy, and the dogs so happy and, and having a ball was, was definitely worth getting out. I've got to try and stop my cat. Yeah, Monty, no. He's rubbing himself all up on the microphone. He's going to make silly noises. Get out of it, mate. You can hang out with me, but you can't groom yourself on my microphone now. He's wrapping his tail around it. He's just he's just got to be involved in everything, this guy. So um yeah, it was it was packed, man. Like there was no camp spots available um to speak of, really, like unless you went to camp on someone else's lap. We made our own little spot. There's a headland there at Cape Croydon. It's on top of like a, a bit of a cliff drop-off. So it's not protected from the weather or, or anything like that. Um, but we f- found a little flat rocky outcrop and pulled up camp there and made a bit of a windbreak with the cars, built ourselves there was some, like I said, there was rocks around, a rocky outcrop, so we built ourselves a good little fire pit and um, set up camp there and, and had a feed and a few beers and a yarn and slept under the stars. It was good fun, man. It was really good to get out. But next time I'm going in the, inland for this time of year for sure, like just with the, the, the numbers of people flooding up our coastline at the moment, it's kind of a bit hectic and I kind of go camping to get away from, from people. But like I said, we still had a good time anyway. So, um, yeah, that was last weekend. And then speaking of Grey Nomads, my my uh, in-laws uh, arrive next weekend. Um, Tony's not really a Grey Nomad. He's got no bloody hair at all. But, yeah, they're of that ilk. They're in their 50s now. They've got the caravan. They're driving up here and then heading up to, to uh, Kununurra. What do be all Kununurra? Might be. I think it's Kununurra, to see some friends up there, and then they'll be back through Headland on their way home as well. So I've been out cleaning up the yard all bloody weekend, trying to make the, the joint look good for the in-laws when they rock up. Actually, they know I'm looking after their daughter and their grandkids. And, um, 
yeah, that's, I mean, I worked yesterday, worked Saturday, but then I was out there in the afternoon cleaning up, chopping down trees and gathering up leaves and taking old bits of old, my old dead lawnmower and some, a bunch of shit out to the, um, the tip to get rid of it. So that's kept me busy this morning and yesterday afternoon and evening sort of thing. And um, I was I was a little bit sketchy on my drive to the tip. I'm over in Port, and um, man, I had the the Ute and uh, and a trailer box trailer just uh, loaded up. Man, the trailer was alright because I put all the leaves on the bottom, then put garbage bags full of old leaves and crap on top, and then some some logs and like branches that I'd cut off trees on top of that and strapped it all down. But the, my roof rack was chockers with um just like branches I'd cut off trees like long branches like three meters long. Obviously, smaller branches hanging off every which way. I tried to make it as safe and um, uh, contained to the vehicle as possible, but it looked like a friggin' yeah, some sort of uh, uh, moving bush driving down the friggin' street from port to south. And I drove past cops and everything that they didn't even give me a, a sideways glance. So I mean, I had no tarp or anything on. I was probably highly illegal what I was doing, but um, it was alright. No, no one pulled me up on it, and nothing flew off or anything. I, was, I know how to strap shit down properly. I made sure my load was secure, but it didn't look didn't look good really <laughs> but yeah i got away with it anyway so that was pretty good now what else we had happening around t- town lately uh, last monday which was the public holiday uh there was this state-of-the-art music festival uh i didn't get down there man it was uh, i worked on the monday yeah so you know and it was windy as fuck so i kind of went to work and got home and uh, my wife and daughter would have had been sick which is why they ended up not coming away camping in the first place, so they were still just nursing their wounds and um, um, thought it'd be best to just chill out and get a bit more rest. So we didn't bother going down, but it would have been nice to go down and um, support. You know, Bella Blakemore, she's a friend of ours. She was she was playing. There's a bunch of other bands as well on the bill, but we didn't we didn't get there. Um, but if you went down, I, I hope you had a great day. And um, I'm just yeah, all about supporting the local gigs, the local musicians, the local live events and that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm a family man. I work, we both work full-time. I cannot make it to all of them. Uh, but coming up is Red Country Music Festival on the 22nd of June, also at Civic Centre. Uh, that's another free event from 11 to 11 on the Saturday, the 2nd of June. Uh, we went last year, went down and watched. Uh, they had the Black Sorrows played and there was a bunch of other and, – and Bradley Hall um, – the Bradley Hall band plays. He's the guy that organises it, local uh, Aboriginal fella. He organises the uh, Red Country Music Festival and then he plays on the bill and books a bunch of other bands also. Um, our PCC are involved in, in, in um, setting this up and sound desking and equipment and everything like that uh, also. So that'll, that'll be really good, man. Like we had a really good time there last year. The Black Sorrows were bloody awesome, man, like an old school uh, sort of – they're kind of bluesy, folky – country rock type of band and they've been playing together uh for decades now so they're tight tight as man you know you know that song um uh now i'm blanking on the name of it anyway i'll think of the name later maybe maybe i will maybe i won't but yeah you know some of their tracks if you check them out on spotify or itunes or whatever black sorrows they were really good too man live good good type um good type band so i'm hoping there's some good music there this year i'm sure there will be and um, yeah we'll go down and check that one out on a saturday arvo uh they'll have the food vans and all that sort of shit set up there so you can make a day of it go down pop in for a few hours or go down in the afternoon set up camp for the evening and watch the, the some of the headliner bands or whatever whatever floats your boat man but get down there and check that out support the, the local music and the festivals on the um, 22nd of june that's civic center 
Uh, and I think the races must be on next weekend. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, 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 I guess I probably need to follow Helen Turf Club so I can see when the races are coming up because I'd like to get down to one of the, the, the races sometime soon, take the kids down there and have a bit of a day of it also. Um, so I'm assuming that's probably next week. Let's drop my book. Uh, yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, obviously, we're in race season now, so there'll be plenty of race meets coming uh, moving forward. Uh, there's another event at Civic Centre. It's getting flogged this time of year. The old Civic Centre, the grass, they'll be getting hammered. Um, Sing is the, they've got the outdoor movie, or I think they call it Twilight Cinema or something along those lines. Is uh, They're playing Sing at the Twilight Cinema's outdoor movie at Civic Centre on the 29th of June. That'd be a good little one. I think they're going to play Lion King originally because obviously there's a remake of the Lion King coming out very soon, a brand new Lion King movie. They've just done Aladdin. They're doing the Lion King also. So, you know, you'll see those kind of the old school versions of Aladdin and Lion King and things like that kicking around at the moment as they promote the, the launch of the new new movies. But um, if for some reason, uh, they've changed that and it's now Sing, the animated movie Sing. So... I've seen that a hundred times. I prefer Lion King, but whatever. We might go down there with the kids and check that one out. Excuse me while I have a sip of my beverage. And um, where are we seeing? Yeah, so yeah, there's plenty There's there's plenty going on, and there's also plenty of work going on around town, man. I mean, the, the oil prices is looking quite healthy at the moment. Um, so... You know, I know that the town's got a fair bit going on. We're quite busy. Um, I know that the BHP are, are doing renovations and refurbs to a lot of their houses that have been sitting vacant for quite some time. So uh, you'd assume that that means they're planning on putting people in those houses rather than just filling up all the cans, which is what we really want to see. We want to see the town filling up, people moving in here and putting their money that they make in this town back into this town, back into the community, rather than people just making money and taking it all back down to Perth or over east or wherever the hell they're from and spending it all it all there. We want people pumping that money back into the community, man. So um, hopefully that's what the, the, the hopefully that's the track that we're on over the next few years and get really more of a, a, a good town community vibe going on back you know in this town again, you know. And like I said, pump that money back into the town. Um, I know I know that we're busy, I know the other people who are um, that I speak to around town, everyone seems to be pretty flat out. So they're all pretty good signs that things are moving in the right direction in town anyway, which is a different story to last year and the year before. Last year there was definitely rumblings of uh, work coming, but it was hard to believe it after the, the several slow, slow years prior to that. So rather than just being old talk and, and jobs in the pipeline at the moment, they're actually starting to come to fruition now, which is pretty, pretty mint. Um, and you know we're nearly into the net new financial year, so uh, I'm assuming that it's going to mean other projects will kick off also. So let's see how how things pan out over the next six months. And like I said, hopefully the town starts filling up um, for for reals as well. Um, yeah, and as far as that, like I said, I'm working Saturdays at the moment. Not every Saturday, but there's sort of as many as like. I can give them they want us to do at the moment, you know, which is fine to make that money, and uh, you know, it, it all it all helps in the long run, but. You just for me, I really um, I'm big on finding the the work life balance um, with kids. You know, my, myself and my wife both work full time, you know. So I think it's easy to get caught up, uh, especially in a town like this. That it's, it's easy to get caught up making money and, and just working, and yeah, we're here to work, blah blah blah, and take money while it's there. That's all good and fine uh, to a certain extent, but I'm, I'm big on on one being there for your kids and and um, for your family and actually, you know 
participating and being a part of of you know rather just a, rather than just a breadwinner and i respect people who are out there working their asses off and they're just you know and, and they don't get a whole lot of downtime and family time i'm not shitting on those people i respect what you're doing um for me i find that sometimes it's easy to lose sight of why you're doing that in the first place you know you're doing it for your family and the best the most important thing at the end of the day once you've got bills food and shelter you know basic needs covered uh, the most important thing is our family and the community and things like that, you know. So it's really important to me to, to make sure I'm around on the weekends for my kids and you've got time to do things like go camping and take the boy fishing. and You know, because life gets on top of you, man, cleaning up the, the house, tidying up the yard, feeding the, the dogs, looking after the animals, you know, taking the kids to school, going to work, um, trying to get a little bit of leisure time in here and there. And then, you you know, you're not left with much change at the end of the week. So you kind of got to fight for those, uh, your downtime and your free your free time and, and um your time to, to do those things which is you know, we all remember being kids man what do you remember you remember the money that your parents brought in and the nice shoes and shit that you, you know, that you got to wear uh, or do you remember you know, going camping going fishing going on great holidays with your family and all the shit like that and again i understand that to do those things you need money but there is a balance to be struck somewhere in the middle there and that's um i'm, I'm really big on that man so um yeah it's it is easy to get carried away with that shit uh, what else has been happening, man? We had the State of Origin Game 1 on Wednesday just passed, and uh, Queensland got over us again. I'm a New South Wales fan. All my, I, I was born in Perth, grew up in Caratha, then back in Perth, then back up in Headlands. So I'm sort of West Australian, born and bred. Half the time here, half the time in Pilbara, half the time in the Pilbara, half the time in Perth. But my family uh, and all our extended family are all from, from um, Dubbo, Dubbo over in New South Wales. Dubbo, they kind of talk like this. They got this weird inflection on their words where they all kind of go up at the end of the sentence. That's when you know someone's from like rural uh, rural New South Wales and in particular Dubbo. So they're all from over there, which gives us, which makes us, you know, uh, blues fans. I grew up with my old boy watching the rugby league which was harder in the 90s and 80s. He had to record it on TV in the middle of the night and shit like that, and then he'd have to watch the game back later because it was never on free-to-air live and things like that because no one in WA gave a fuck about rugby league. But that's all changed for the better nowadays, which is good. But, uh, yeah, uh, Queensland sort of got over the top of us again, and it was Dane Gagai who really did the, 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 uh, the two death strokes, uh, and that dude just seems to – he just seems to – flog us he seems to flog us every bloody um origin series man he just piles points on eight so um i'm gonna have i have to sort my daughter out who's just popped out of bed to come say hello put this on pause and i'll be back righto i'm back so yeah my i'm at home with my daughter um my wife and son are out at a birthday party at the moment, so I got the I got the girl, her little Heidi, and she was having a nap. She should still be asleep because she was up very very late last night. But she's just strolled out here and demanded the iPad and her babushkas. Well, they're my babushkas, but she she loves playing with the babushkas. She's got two sets of babushkas, and she pulls them apart and puts them back together and tells me this one's me and this one's mummy and this one's shady and this one's her and screws around with them. So she's sitting next to me, and no doubt you'll hear some little little um toddler sounds in the background here and there while she gets excited over the shows that she's watching. So there she goes, coughing away. I'm using this new um, non-directional mic at the moment to pick up everything. So I'm sure you're going to hear in the background. What can I do, man? This is um, 
doing my best here. So anyway, we're talking about the state of origin. Yeah, we got, you know, we didn't get flogged, but we got beat again. Dane Gagai tearing us up. Um, have to see how we go for, for game two. And uh, my uh, uh, neighbours across the road, Nikki and Gloria, yeah, people you'd know them from around town, Gloria, uh, Nikki and Gloria, they, they own the hardware store. And um, they were at the, the last chance watching the game and I Gloria dropped her keys on the way in and um, the bloody someone picked them up, stole the car, bailed off with it, got a car stolen, came out after watching the Blues get beaten and the car was gone. And then there was this crazy kind of live feed um, car chase that ensued that they were trying to track the dude down. And they wrote on Facebook if it had anybody seen him. And um, – People were on Facebook saying, I've seen the, the car here, I've seen the car there. They're traveling down such and such road. They're at the front of such and such house and they're driving around off these clues that people are giving them. They've seen the car fang past them. They've done a Yui. They're trying to track it down. They see the cops chasing after him as well. So this is kind of crazy like social media live feed car chase going on. And uh, they lost him eventually. Uh, they went off bush. They went, he went off road and they couldn't go off road. But the, the, the car was found. The cops found him, ran out of fuel. Um, but the problem is they don't have the keys. He had the keys, so the keys are, have gone missing. The car at least was found and retrieved, and not too much damage done. But yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a bummer. But how crazy is that <laughs> social media live feed car chase going on, man? Uh, pretty funny, eh? And um, man, social media is is like it's pretty crazy, like technology in general. But social media being one huge part of the way we use it, like I feel like we don't we don't really know what we're doing yet. I mean, and it's only going to get crazier and crazier. Whatever our kids are going to grow up in, they're going to grow up in a completely different lifestyle to the way to the way we grew up. And um, and it's such a such a fast shift as well. Like, do you think about the period from like nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety? I mean, there was different cultural trends and types of music and 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 dress and things and and attitudes people had but basically it was you know the technology didn't change very much in in that time little bits and pieces and and even that's a bad example because it's this last 100 sort of 150 years has been quite and we've been made quite large um technological leaps but think about let's go like think about 1700 to 1800 like how much really changed in that 100 years you know the culture shifted very slowly you know and and they had very much similar technologies throughout that 100 year period just slowly building on the last in innovation you know and, you know, and that's the way generally the human history has worked and then this last 20 years whatever it's now the internet's been around 25 years or some shit it's just bloody exponential growth and innovation and change and technologies like just faster you cannot literally can't keep up with it man so where's it going to be another 20 years when my kids are in their mid-20s you know it's going to be going to be pretty crazy and um yeah i know a lot, a lot, a lot of people get scared and think all doom and gloom and I'm, I'm not one of those i'm not afraid of change i think it's, people are very adaptable we'll figure it out and i think that hopefully our kids are going to be our kids are going to be better equipped to, to deal with it than than we are because they're growing up around it you know and hopefully i understand uh the social consequences and cultural consequences and things like that a lot better than people from from my generation and the generations around mine sort of do but it's it's just crazy man social media like i remember the days of before we had internet 
I remember the days before we had mobile phones. I mean, there were mobile phones around, but no one had one. You know, maybe if you ran a business, you had like a car phone or some shit, but you know, I didn't come into contact with them. Um, everything was, was like, I mean, I had the, when we did get the internet, it was dial up internet. You remember the modem? Like you have one phone on at your house, you could either be on the phone or on the internet, and you'd sit there and you'd like connect to the internet, and it would. You sit there for 30 seconds, 40 seconds waiting. Ah, dropped connection. Damn, try again. You ring up. And then like someone's on the phone, like going, Who's on the internet? I want to use the phone. You know, and you got fucking and the phone had a cord to it. There was like some people who were a bit flash had like handheld uh, portable phones inside their house, but generally it was like a cord attached to it. In my household it was. It was one phone in the middle of the fucking house with a cord attached to it. So like when I wanted to speak to my friends or a girl or something like that, I had to like grab the phone, take it through a door, close a door, through the hallway into another, into the study, close that door. So I'm sort of sitting between two doors worth and the cord underneath the doors, sitting in a in a room like talking quietly to my friends and to girls because we were always up to some sort of deviant shit back then. You know, and then like now there's mobile fucking phones with internet and computers in your pocket everywhere you go. It's, it's bloody insane, man. Like I remember – when we used to go out, like if someone was out when I was a kid, they were just out. You'd call up and go, hey, is, is, is Michael there? And, they, and Michael's mum would go, nah, and then Michael's out. He's, he's, he's out with Nick. And you go, oh, where are they? Uh, no, they, they went out. They went out for a skate. I was like, oh, okay. Now when they'll be home? Oh, they should be home about 3 o'clock, they said. And that was it. Michael's out, just, just out in the fucking world somewhere. He didn't fucking know where he was. And when you wanted to meet someone, we used to like organise with dudes from school and shit to go for skates on the weekend. You know, we'd, we'd catch a bus. I lived up, you know, like 20 minutes away from where my, I went to school. I'd catch a bus to the train station, then a train to another train station where we'd organise to meet. And you'd get off the train, say we were organised to meet at Edgewater Station at 11am and we'd just be sitting there. I didn't even have a fucking watch, man. I never had carried watches. So you don't have a phone to tell the time. There's like one clock at the station uh, on on the station, uh, you know, like the station clock there, you can just look up and go, okay, it's, it's 10 to 11, they should be here soon. And you just sit there. You just sit there and, like, watch people, just daydream, just think about shit in your own head. There's no, like, flicking down on your phone and Instagram and Google and Facebook and shit like that. And then and if they didn't rock up, it got to, like, 5 past, 10 past, 11, and they weren't there, you, you didn't know where they were. You're just sitting there going, what? Well, fuck, I hope they're coming. They'll come. They would not come. They said they'd be here. And you just trusted that people would rock up. And so you had to stick to your word too. Like if you didn't rock up, you'd never hear the end of it because someone was sitting there for half an hour waiting for you. Yeah, man, it was bloody crazy, eh? And now, like I said, just phones in everyone's pockets, internet. Just We, can't, we don't even we're – never, we're never alone. A lot of coughing going on in the background there. We're just never alone, man. Like I remember when people used to <laughs> – I remember when people used to drink instant coffee, and it's 2019 now. So if you're still drinking instant coffee at home, I can lose my number. That shit is archaic and disgusting. You'll still see it in crib rooms and shit like that on site, or you know, maybe around the office. But fuck, 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 fuck off with that shit. Do you remember when we used to eat grapes with seeds in them? <laughs> we eat grapes and oranges and shit, and every second mouthful was just like full of seeds before we engineered the the seeds out of them. 
I'll tell you, mate, the future is going to look bloody crazy. While I'm, uh, while I'm, while I'm on my my youth and reminiscing about the past, I remembered I was thinking of some of the funny sayings and f- some of the funny words and shit that we said and back in the day. A lot of coughing going on there, babe. We said back in the in the day, and um, I used, to, I used to spin out how like trends and words and sayings would like travel so far. You know, like they'd end up on TV shows and in songs and things like that, and like across continents and shit. And it was no internet. It's like how did when the yo-yo craze hit, how did I know that it was cool to get yo-yos at my school in Joondalup in fucking Perth, Western Australia, when, it, when they were doing the same thing over in Sydney and the other side of the country? Like, how, how did we know? Who started it? Who's like this cool dude, this cool kid who like decides I'm bringing yo-yos back and just rolls up at school one day with a yo-yo and then fucking everyone starts buying them and the, the, the advertising companies get onto it and they're like, what fucking yo-yos are in? They start pushing them, honey, the Hey, buddy. Hey. And then um, I used to spin me out, man. The same with words and sayings, and you know, like everyone just knows the the sayings that are that are cool and that are going around, and, and they're not just localized. They seem to go across the whole bloody country. But one of them, I was thinking about some of these different words and sayings and shit, and and probably the one of the dumbest, funniest, stupid word. I guess it was a, a word turned into a word that people used to say when we were kids or teenagers. Really, was was. Bullfuck, bull, bullfuck. When they didn't believe you, it was like a, a cross between fuck off and bullshit, and then it just became a thing. Dudes was bullfuck. You're full of shit. <laughs> I thought that was a fucking stupid word. Bullfuck. Huh? Yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on from that. Look, with the future, with the um, internet and all these innovations and everything's online now we've all got access to the internet 24 7 with that as well as social media and you know the 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 pitfalls and the and the uh, the pros and cons that go along with that there's also um, obviously so much business is done online now as well like you've got online business services yes so my for instance my financial advisor doesn't live in town here which may change pretty soon but you know, a lot of people can do that. You do things via email and, and you've got your phone on you at all times and you can be in contact. And and because of that, you know, you have these online sort of um, services that people are using. You know, you have insurance companies and things like that without any actual office anywhere. They're a completely online uh, company. And sometimes the pit, there's pitfalls with that because you can have, say, the other day, right, uh, I'm trying to change over some – Parts of my life insurance fund to tweak it and take more some of the money money out of my superannuation and blah 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 boring bullshit. But I had to sign a complete new form right for this to, to be done. So I got in touch with my financial advisor and talked to him about what I want to do. And he says, "Yeah, okay, sweet, we can do that. I'll send you through some options. You just sign the the application and send it back." And he sends me this fucking paperwork through. It was all the prerequisite readings telling me the different uh, features of the fund that I'm going to be going into and what is allowable, won't, what won't be applicable, uh, pricing, costings. And then there's this 44-page uh, f- form that I had to read through and fill out with all these fucking questions and different sections that I didn't know what the hell it was all about I'm supposed to fill out. I'm thinking, this is bullshit. This is when online services become bullshit because now you're not here to run through all this with me it was a 44 page document i'm not a fucking lawyer i don't have a degree 
I'm basically a caveman. I just build shit. That's all I can fucking do. And I was bewildered and taken off. And I just read through it and I thought, get the fuck out of here. That is your job, man. That's not my job. I got back in contact with him and said, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. And he sent it back all pre-filled out for me and just told me where to sign, which is the way it should be in the first place, man. But that's a big get the fuck out of here moment. And then a couple of uh, about a week ago, well, the last two weeks, my internet speeds have just been ratchet. Can't stream, can't do bugger all. Been terrible around here. And you know, you're busy and everything, and their business hours are the same hours I'm at work and shit. So it's hard to get hold of them. That's all online as well. You can't just go down the road, walk into the shop, and go, "Hey, man, my internet's slow." So I'm doing it all over the phone via email and shit. And there's no technician to come out and help sort things out for you. It's, it's just me doing all these multiple troubleshooting tests and and uh, speed tests, and then I've got to sh- like it, and then I've got to like uh, uh, copy it and paste it somewhere else, and then email it to them, and they've got to be done with a hard with the computer hardwired into the modem, and I've got to fucking and it's dragging out over a week and multiple conversations on phone and fucking email and shit, and I'm just thinking, what the, what is this bullshit, man? I, this is taking over my whole week. I'm not a fucking computer technician. I'm not a computer technician. Again, I'm a fucking caveman. I just build shit. I pay you to sort this out. Get the fuck out of here. So get the fuck out of here with that shit. So I finally had a yarn with someone who had half her head on their shoulders and I was a little bit ratty when I first spoke to him and I apologized later. I said, sorry, man, I'm a little bit fucking... Um, on edge with this whole process has been dragging on. It's not my job to make this work. It's my job to pay you to make it work. So get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm trying to see. I'm still. I'm trying to do there. I'm trying to smooth that little get the fuck out of here segment in a little bit fucking less clunky than it was the last time I did it. So let me know how I went there, please. Um, lastly, I just want to uh, do a quick cover over of. Um, uh, I want to do a quick cover of Blink-182. So the, the uh, opening song for this uh, podcast was What's My What's My Age Again off the seminal album um, Anima of the State, which had its 20th anniversary this year. So 20 years since Anima of the State by Blink-182 dropped, and that was um, – I would have been 16, so I would have been year 11. Um, and just such a great album and such a great time in my life obviously year 11 year 12 at school i didn't do TD, so year 11 and 12 was all just about having fun for me back then sorry mum and dad paid for me to go private private school and i was just hanging out um but yeah man what a good fucking album obviously it had all the small things and what's my age again on it and then a bunch of other dump weed uh, a bunch of other really good songs on there i'm not going to go through song by song it's just a, a a general uh overview of that entire um album and their whole sound like uh blink 182 always like they they started what people called the emo punk era um yeah before that well i mean there was other bands doing it but they really were the the front runners in emo punk you know everything else was sort of punk was much more dirty and nasty and gritty before that still is some of it but they were sort of the front runners in that emo punk sound um, young teenage boys and, and, and girls, but yeah, particularly the young teenagers were really into that kind of punk music. They talk about girls and about love and about being awkward as a teenager and, and, and about, you know, not fitting in and, and all the feels that go with, you know, being 
deep, deep in the midst of, of puberty and, and um, high school and shit like that. So it was just a perfect time for that album to drop, man. And they also got Travis Barker on, on board for that album. So before that, they were really just a teeny boppy sort of punk band. And then they got Travis Barker on board, who is one of the best drummers ever and real, real creative and had some real good um, legitimate punk cred behind him and his drumming just took the entire band and their riffs and everything just to a new a new level. Um, it really brought – they're a three-piece and, and, and it really brought more depth to the to the band and they were, out of, they were able to work choruses and bridges and everything around his drum beats and drum, uh, drum lines um, to really give their sound much more depth, man. And um, – but just – that album, I couldn't believe it was 20 years since it dropped, you know, and, and um, uh, Blink-182, and they're still going now. They've, they've lost one of the founding members, um, uh, Tom DeLonghi, who's kind of flipped out a little bit. Uh, he's obsessed with aliens, has always been. There's a song on this album um, about aliens, not Adam's song. It's one of the other songs. He, he sings about aliens, and she's always been obsessed with aliens, but he's kind of gone full full retard on that now, like full, full whole conspiracy, like – believes that he's involved with government agencies who, who know about the UFO, UFO landings and all this kind of shit, crazy, crazy dude. He was on the Joe, Joe Rogan experience. But, um, yeah, they're still making music. And the last one they brought out was pretty good, man. But, yeah, um, I just thought I'd do a quick shout-out to, to Blink-182. What a great album. Um, some great songs on there. And, yeah, really just takes me back to my teenage years when I listened to that, man. Skating around, going to parties, meeting girls. Um just the carefree life of a 16, 17-year-old, you know, um, back in the day was, was was fucking such a great album for me. So, yeah, shout-out to that album. Um, shout-out to everybody who's listening. Uh, we're really trying to, like I've said previously, trying to stay consistent and, and, and really try and tie this into the community here. And I hope people will enjoy what I'm doing, man. I'm also trying to be myself and trying to be really authentic and just slowly, slowly build on it. I'm not trying to... Um, uh, make this huge overnight or anything, but I'm committed to this podcast and committed to just slowly building and building and building. I hope people enjoy what I'm doing, man. And I'm trying to get more creative and innovative and have more guests on. I'm trying to make it more uh, entertaining as well and, and really flex some of those, my, uh, um, my um, comedy muscle a little bit more on here and, and have a bit of fun and make it fun for people to listen to. So I hope I'm achieving that. Give me feedback. Uh, if you listen to this, please share it. Like, like the like the link when I drop it, and if you share it, then so other people from your community can see the link and they can have a chance to click on it and listen to it, and uh, hopefully build up uh, some a more a, a, a big listener base and just keep building from here. So thanks heaps for your time, everyone. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll be speaking to the guys from from um, Abraham and, and and I think it's sorry I didn't have her name written down. I think it's Kate uh, as well, Abraham and Kate um, from Ironworks. Pretty soon, so we'll get them on and have a yarn and see what they're all about. So yeah, take uh, take it easy, everyone. Thanks for listening. And um, Average Man Podcast episode number thirty eight. What's my age again? Over and out. See. Ya.